independent, expressive of a spirit of independence, self-confident, unconstrained. Good evening. You are listening to Independence Day. This is the show that examines the changing face of the music business and the people who are doing the changing. Independence Day brings you independent artists, producers, and music industry visionaries with in-depth interviews, live performances, and inside information without hype and direct from the artists who practice their craft. Tonight on Independence Day, we're very happy to have Countless Thousands. The sound that the three-piece band Countless Thousands makes can only be described as aggressive, up-tempo, hard geek rock. But words don't adequately describe what these guys do with their instruments. They're punk but refined, loud but tight, aggressive but articulate, and they're anything but boring. And this maybe this should be, should be expected from a band fronted by a man who has assumed the name Danger Van Gorder. Throw in a jazz legend and a drum geek with a penchant for Civil War reenactments, and you have countless thousands. Welcome to Independence Day, gentlemen. Hi. Hey. Wow, that was the coolest thing anyone's ever said about us. Yeah, I, I get that almost every week. Like a lot of people say, you know, will you will you read that to my girlfriend? Um, yeah, but only like with candlelight involved. Right? Yeah, and that's yeah. cool. For a fee, I'm willing to do all kinds of okay. uh, public we'll, we'll speaking talk engagements. We'll, talk later. we'll negotiate. I got we'll, a black have, card. we'll have my people call your people. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys are an LA based band. And you like, uh, did you all grow up here? Is this like a really local situation or, or do we have transplants in the band? Uh, I am a local Southern Californian. I'm a, I'm from uh, Orange County, California. Oh, sorry. This and, is Danger. And Hi. who are you? This is. I'm Danger. <laughs> I'm Danger Van Gorder, uh, front man, singer, guitarist, uh, extraordinary, well, extraordinary singer, solid guitarist, you know, good, strong B guitarist. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Solid B? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, could be. Uh, and I'm from I'm from Garden Grove, uh, but uh, D- Dave, our bassist, is a transplant from Philadelphia. And we don't have Dave. We are sons one member of the thousands. I certainly hope he's listening somewhere. Dave, I love you. I miss you. You're beautiful, and he's not here. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, and then John. And yes, I'm John, and I am actually kind of from all over. My dad was in the <laughs> Navy, so I have no home except he's where I'm at. I'm a nomad. Anywhere, like Tom Waits says, anywhere I lay my hat, I'm going to call my home. No, I just need to buy a hat. (laughs) Yeah. And I I need Tom Waits. (laughs) So you guys, again, you're a local L.A.-based band, and you've been around. You haven't been around that terribly long, but you're making some big waves. Give us us the lineage. (laughs) Lineage, lineage. Okay. Uh, I started Countless Thousands, I want to say, going on eight or nine years ago, coming out of college. Uh, or maybe I was in college. I don't know how Where'd you go to school? old I am. I went to Chapman University. Uh, yay, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Orange County High School of the Arts before that. Awesome. Best high school experience. Like, like a fame high school. Uh, yes, but without the without the um, spontaneous musical numbers. And the sex? Also without the sex. Yeah, because I was in creative writing. There was, there was no sex. That's more brooding, I think. Right, more brooding, a little bit more um, bright eyes on the stereo and, uh, you know, uh, hot pockets and long hair in your <laughs> eyes. You know, you mean like the food hot pockets? Hot, yes. It's not a euphemism. Po- not for... a euphemism. You heat up your hot pocket. Although you turn hot pockets on is a good euphemism the... for something. It is, right. but this is high school, man. We're talking about children here, so please. kids are very advanced these days. I, I live right by a high school, man, and the stuff that I find in my yard, hot pockets and hot uh, pocket wrappers, that could be a euphemism for many, many things I find in my yard. Are there any hot pot like the food item? Uh, no. Okay. No, lots of skinny jeans though. Discarded skinny jeans? <laughs> no, just just skinny jeans in general. Well, you only uh, use them once. That's why they come in six packs. Right. They come in like a little, Sorry, like a big Kleenex that. box. You pull, 
take peel off the film and then you know take the Indeed. next so, hour. Anyway, I digress. It. We've already gotten off topic. Give, give me the lineage of Countless Thousands. Sorry. Here. Uh, all right. Countless Thousands formed uh, by me way back in the day. Um, I've been playing as Countless Thousands for at least that long. Back um, in the day by like eight years or so, you said? Back in the day as in, yeah, the, uh, the, the turn of the millennium, let's say. Um, and uh, just going through a rotating list of Drummers and bassists until I happened upon, you know, both through Craigslist, which all praise to Craigslist, man. That thing is a miracle on this earth. Um, met All Tate, hail Craig. Yep. And his list. Uh, and little peace sign that goes in the browser window. Um, yeah, I met him about, I want to say, four years ago or so. And then thereafter floated through another four or five drummers until we met the miracle that is John. And that was about two years ago. Two years ago. Two years ago. And uh, we've got that just on lockdown. And we are aware that uh, this is the last and final lineup of countless thousands. We're all very, very committed to this. Very nice. Oh, yeah. But And so now you being the the newest member then? I am the newest member, yeah. And how did they – so they found you on Craigslist. Like it's it's like – Dating, but not. Oh, and like so court, much like dating. Courting, you know, courting a band member. Like, how did how did this romance develop? It, it really was like dating. Um, he put up a post. I happened to be trolling Craigslist that same day, looking for bands, and uh, I like what he had to say. Little hot rock on rock action. Right. I, I it was <laughs> it was it was a very erotic post. It said, "Are you serious?" And I said, "Hell yeah." yeah. Are you a serious drummer? Right. Here's a serious band. I only know that because I put that same lineup in. I want to say a dozen. Like meet me at the bathhouse. Right. <laughs> at eleven right. forty-five. I'll PM be the thing was, poking through the hole. It's really hard to find a bird of paradise to put in my robe <laughs> in winter, but I managed to do it, and he recognized me. So. And was um, it was it love at first sight? Like, was there actually no? Was uh, you didn't like me when you first met <laughs> me. Look, okay, you no, thought I was I too you, enthusiastic. I thought you were. I thought you were kind of annoying a little bit. Right. But I soon figured out that um, as soon as you get to know a person, they can maybe change, or your perception of them changes ever so slightly. And that annoyance uh, was just fueled by the enthusiasm, which I later found to be. Uh, the you know the the the, the lifeblood of the band has always been enthusiasm. We are enthusiastic rock music. Uh, we live and die by that motto. So we are all of us in the band, uh, including the manager Aaron, um, just absolutely one hundred percent dedicated to the joy of playing music. You know, no matter what the uh, what how how people take it, if people like it, people don't like it, critics, you know, whatever the 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 name of the album that we just put out is we're just really excited to be here because we believe that and we are. You know? Yeah. Truth uh, what's it truth to power? What they call that? Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm just yeah. go with it. Man. I'm going with it. So I'm yeah. Let's give our listeners a chance to give a little bit of a listen to mm-hmm. what you guys are all about. We've picked a couple tracks from this this newest record of yours, which just came out in June. Just came out in June. Uh, it's self-produced. Um, self-produced, and as we said, the, the, you know, the band Countless Thousands, the name of the record, we're just really excited to be here. This is the track, Too Close to Call, which you will find on one of the... My lord, you've got 16 tracks on here. We have 16 tracks. And we'll talk we'll talk more about the record when we come back oh, after yeah. this, but you'll find this along with 15 other tracks mm-hmm. on their record. We're just really excited to be here on Independence Day. So let's roll with this, Countless Thousands with Too Close to Call. <laughs> Thank you. 
return to our cars and our streets Remember that cold when you first reached out to me Those crystal blue eyes that have hidden smile Bewildered expression, a beaten girl learning to fly Countless thousands on Independence Day. And that's some rock and roll, boys. Oh, yeah. Turn it up. Turn Please. it up Turn it up all the way. Turn it up loud. Does it go to 11? 
Uh, ten and a half. We we're just, still working at the last we, 0.5. We just had Nigel Tufnell Day not too mm-hmm. long ago. We were oh, very uh, happy about it. Funny you should mention that. We were invited, we were begged actually on, on Halloween we went as uh, as a as a you know '80s hair metal band, and just played like as Colonel Reichenstuck and then the Fabulous Milkins, and then just played our own material. And the bar owner was like, "You guys, oh my god, um, can you learn Spinal Tap for Nigel Tufnell Day in two weeks?" And we l- said, "Yes, we can do that." Yeah. So we played. Which we, one did you play? Oh God, uh, play the bar was DPI says we played. A whole set. We played Stonehenge. Oh, nice. Um, you overachieved. We did. We're, we played we're, all the like rock songs. That they yeah. Had. We avoided they, the weird like hippie nonsense. Yeah, but that was technically song. that was uh, that wasn't Spinal Tap. That was uh, that was before they were Spinal Tap. Oh, oh yes, yes. It was oh. like the Lovely Lads or yes. whatever they were. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, the new originals. New originals. <laughs> yeah. uh, so in, in any case, we're talking to you guys, and people can learn about you. Uh, aside from like accosting you on the street, please got, please do that. You've got We're the usual places on the interwebs. You've got Facebook.com/slash Countless Thousands, mm-hmm. traditional spelling. Also MySpace.com, Countless Thousands. Do you own Countless Thousands.com or org or uh, net or any of that? Countless- do it's being built. Yeah, but CountlessThousands.com will take you to Facebook at this point. Yeah, it points to somewhere else. Yeah. Yep, our main man Johnny here is uh, is building that as we speak. Very nice. Mm-hmm. And how how often are you guys out playing? God, I want to say we do at least what? twice a month. Right yeah, now. Twi- twice twice a month. It's kicked up into high gear since we uh, released the album. Right. Um, twice a month is good. Uh, so increasingly, more and more, we are greedy, greedy music performers. So yeah. any, if any <laughs> ever anywhere an opportunity comes up, we jump on it. Yeah. So and you guys, you know, you don't see a ton of three pieces. Any, Nowhere to hide. Any around, you know, it's like Mm-mm. the the the, cr- the classic cream power trio thing. Right. Um, was that by design, or was there? Did you just like think you might get a fourth member, and then it just didn't happen, or like w- was it by design? I guess is the simple essence of that question. Yeah, because my guitar playing, my uh, what I was trying to do rhythmically was so complicated that I I really just didn't want another person to muddy that up. Plus, there's the whole narcissism of I don't want anyone else infringing on what my artistic expression is going to be. So help me God. And uh, yeah, so any suitors, any would-be suitors for the uh, second stringsmen, they were all systematically murdered. Yeah. And you could do, I mean, you could always add a, you know, you guys seem like kind of an interesting, excuse me, an interesting lineup. You could, you know, you could have like a bazooki player or... Now that my dad's um, heard you say that, he's Like a harmonium or... Moog or is it Moog or Moog? I believe it's Moog. I've been saying Moog for years, but somebody said Moog. It's also Nike. You know, when we were kids, we used to say we thought we couldn't. Oh, not Nike. We were Nike. Like if it looked because it's in English, (laughs) right? That would be a silent e, but it's not really an English word. Greek. Greek. Yeah, all those classically educated people were just wearing Nikes. Just do it. Yeah, and they did. There's a lot of words like that. English is a very complex language. Mm-hmm. The most versatile and the most flawed. Language, is it? I'd yes. Say. Like like our society. Mm-hmm. Very oh, much like society. our society. So you know, in your bio, it talks about you know that you guys are eccentric characters, and you know, there's, there's a rich <laughs> tradition <laughs> in show business of people kind of creating personas for themselves. Um, you know, Tom Waits was just recently interviewed by uh, Terry Gross not too long ago oh, awesome. on his Fresh Air. And I'm yeah. a big, big Tom Waits fan. You know, I've read books from this guy's interviews. He doesn't give a ton. So, but he's, he's, he's a showman. So 
when you listen to a Tom Waits interview or you read a Tom Waits interview, you kind of take it with a grain of salt, the things that he's saying. Some of that is part of this persona he's created. And I get the sense that maybe you guys are creating a little bit of a persona around yourselves. Is that the case? No, I disagree. I think we, um, our motto being enthusiasm or death, um, that really comes from us just loving what we do. And we're all nerds. By na- we are very, very nerdy, nerdy people. Um, so... Basically, what you're you're listening to countless thousands, you're hearing, you're hearing us. You know, there, well, I'm not, I'm really not talking no about like uh, it's not a it's not so much a mask that you're you're doing something you're not that's not you. But what I mean is, you know, you you've got a stage name. You know, well, well, my name is Danger. Yeah, always has been. Always. <laughs> not your middle name. Uh, it sort of usurped. Yeah, it started off as middle and usurped right. the first. But it was not the name that you were confirmed under, or, you know, it's not your, as they say, your given or Christian name. I can neither confirm nor deny that. Exactly positions. my point. Mm-hmm. Exactly my point. So I think I've, I've got you where I want you in terms of that <laughs> oh, answer. Oh, I, I, I better start backing up. Quickly. Move. move. <laughs> now, so, right. elsewhere in your bio, you know, elsewhere in the band bio, it talks about things like Civil War reenactment. That's actually true. That's... That's oh, actually God. true. And some, so tell me about this. Like, what, That's what, a, how? It's the I mean, nerdiest thing you're from any California. of us have ever done. Well, I guess you're from all over, though, but you live in California. There's not a lot of whole Civil War reenactments going on <laughs> no, like, man, down in uh, Seal Beach. Uh, no, no. There's Actually, there's funny. They actually did do one a couple months ago, but I don't do and that. And you know that. That's I know that because it was on the radio. But, um, you're so cool. No, my dad, uh, when I was nine years old, he my dad is a Navy, was in the Navy, and he was always into military history. So when I was nine, he decided, hey, let's start Civil War reenacting as a family. Like you do, you know. And this was the this was East Coast. So we actually, that's how I started learning to play drums. And, uh-huh. and the guy I was taking drum lessons from. So you learned like the standard grip because that's the original, the, yeah, the, 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 traditional, the, the grip traditional grip yeah. is based on standing up and playing a drum because right, your left hand, it, you can't exactly, do the snare yeah, that it's way. It's tilted to the side. In fact, uh, the I have a reproduction 1860s 60 style uh, Civil War snare drum. Interesting. Uh, that I actually uh, is featured in on one of the songs, uh, you know, the pirate a pirate shanty. There's uh-huh. a long roll in the middle of that song. Anyway, it's, it smells really good too. <laughs> it smells like rum. It smells like ancient. <laughs> right. But the guy I was taking drum lessons from uh, George P. Carroll is one of the world experts on ancient drumming, as they call it, and he was the actual drum. Uh, or drum master or sergeant, whatever they call him, I can't remember anymore, but at Williamsburg, Virginia, which was revolutionary style drumming, which is still under ancient drumming. And uh, I, my family did that for several years, um, maybe eight years. I ended up doing that until I was able to, you know, leave the home and not have to be. <laughs> Flee! Flee! Fly away, little drummer bird. <laughs> I did, yeah, I did that till I was 15. So this is that's so that's what I'm getting at. Like you, you kind of embrace your own mythology, and it becomes you know truth is stranger than fiction in that regard. Like you can Very build strange. this mythology, or you can allow your mythology to be what it is that it is, which is, it seems like what you guys have done. Kind of a combination of the two. Right. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Let's just sing about pirates with a straight face. Yeah. It's it's more interesting when bands have mythology because you know I remember. I mean, I hate to I hate to bust their nuts, but like I, I, in college, I listened to a lot of Toad the Wet Sprocket, uh, and I really and I liked that band back in the day. But they were they were kind of you know they were never hard rock, they were never soft rock. They're just kind of like stuck right in the middle there. And a friend of mine went to see them, and I went to see them play maybe recently. They've kind of gotten back together, and it was nice, but they never really had a lot of edge to them back right. then. And a friend, another friend, asked me, "Well, how how was the Toad show?" And I said, "It was gently rocking." <laughs> 
because nuts but that's the busted. thing. They're they're from and, and again, I love these guys. They're but they're from Santa Barbara. It would be hard to have a lot of oh. angst if you grew up in Santa Barbara. You know, well, it's, like, Mad Caddies came out of Santa Barbara, and yeah. I mean they're kind of ska. But punk. they're mad only in name. They're very happy, right? Ska, but I mean, ska, ska punk's kind of angsty to begin with. Yeah. Well, the, the the suburban angst can kind of, or the, the <laughs> suburban experience can go one of two ways. Right. You know, it can be, you know, the prison that you're trying to break out of, or yeah. it can just kind of mellow you out all the way to James Taylor and everything's cool. <laughs> right. Yeah. That was the generation before me. My dad's right. a James Taylor, John Denver, Dan Folkberg, Gordon Lightfoot. Yeah. White people asleep. with facial Please hair. Please stop yeah. saying those names. The funny thing about, oh. about James Taylor, he was a heroin addict at <laughs> Whoa! one point. Whoa! Well, that, yeah. Awesome! That's right. why he was people so don't relaxed. Rem- people don't remember these things about, you know, he was like, you know, that's, you, you, it's hard to imagine, you know, I guess heroin addicts are pretty, pretty laid back, but it's hard to imagine James Taylor, like, <laughs> throwing a TV out the hotel window, a la Pink Floyd or Led Zeppelin. I think we should take Who. a moment now, though, to imagine what that would be like if James Taylor threw a TV out of hotel window. Let's windows. do this. We're going to, we're going to, we'll think about that while we play another track from your record. That'll be the vision. Maybe that's the video. <laughs> right. Maybe you guys can get like a James Taylor lookalike for the video for this next. Well, it would be very just James Taylor trashing a that. hotel room and just <laughs> very very mellow in a very mellow. Right. Fashion. Exactly. Early '90s when his hair is starting to uh, starting to recede. There, I think it was thing. pretty gone by right. the early to mid '90s. I only know him from his Simpsons appearance. <laughs> <laughs> so to you, he's yellow he's and has a very right. strangely yeah. shaped nose, right. and has a, a penchant for telling off of uh, you know NASA commanders. Indeed. <laughs> All right. So let's go with this. We have countless thousands in the studio tonight. My name is Joe Armstrong. I am your host every Wednesday night. You can learn about Countless Thousands at Facebook.com and MySpace.com slash Countless Thousands. You can learn about everything that we do here at Independence Day at IndepDay.com. That's I-N-D-E-P-D-A-Y. I think I said that right. That's how it goes. We've got podcasts of every show just about that we've done so far this year, and we will continue to do that in the, into perpetuity until it's, we're playing chicken with fate with this radio show. One, one of these days, somebody's going to flinch. In the meantime, like I said, we've got Countless Thousands with us in the studio. After this track, we're going to come back, have a little more talking talk. Talking, little talkie talkie, and then they are going to play their instruments. They brought instruments here into the studio, and we're looking forward to hearing what that's all about. So, this is Countless Thousands with their track from their record. We're just really excited to be here. Minor Sounds of Inconvenience on Independence Day.
to play with me A patient fella this morning effortless His gift of misdirection seems so well used to slow me down Grinding out with questions that which I have sorely suffered for But hey, what do I think I know anyway? That is a track called Minor Sounds of Inconvenience and the Inconvenience. Yeah. Inconvenience. And that is the band. Nailed it. Countless thousands. We've got them live in our studio. They're about to play live for Hi, all of you, all God's children here in just a few minutes. We've got some other things to talk about first. You guys are taking off in the morning, ostensibly, to play a show in Wyoming of all places. Indeed how? We are. You're a Los Angeles band. And what, how, why? How? Wyoming. That? Why is because, hell yeah, and how is through uh, a day's worth of travel. Um, no, just our, uh, go ahead, John. My brother's going to school out there, and uh, he hooked us up, and uh, we uh, set up the show and got hooked up also with a uh, radio station out there, so we're actually doing two Spoon, shows. Spoon, 99.1, the gun. the gun. Yeah, there's pictures of guns. So the other like power sweeper yeah. commercials with you guys going out over the airwaves <laughs> yeah. up in Wyoming I, out yes, there? Yes, yes. Yeah. I haven't gotten a chance to hear it yet, but I'm totally excited to. Yeah, oh, no, they actually, awesome. yeah, they Countless have. thousands. Yeah, it's a, actually, that's exactly how this <laughs> spot starts. It's yeah. pretty awesome. But yeah, no, it's I'm really looking forward to it because yeah. they have like 15,000 people in that town. And apparently. And all of them are going to be at your show. <laughs> they, <laughs> they will also be carrying concealed weapons. Right. Which but, will make it very interesting. Yeah, but then they can do the gun clapping at the end, and, and no one's ever been hurt by gun clapping. It'll be like Baghdad. Yeah! What's so bad about Baghdad? No, that's my secret dream. Mm-hmm. To play in Baghdad? 
That would be pretty to cool be gun with like a local heavy metal Baghdad band or something. And yeah. survive. Yeah, and then we get airlifted out, and then we never talk about it from Shellshock. And <laughs> then, so you're going to Wyoming, but then is there another show along the way? I mean, that's a long way to go for one show, don't <laughs> it, you think? We ha- yeah. We're playing uh, one show at the college there, the Central Wyoming College, and then we're playing another night uh, for the um, the radio station, okay. 99.1. Um, and it's exciting, you know, it's because it, it's, it's a tour, you know? Yeah. Anytime you get to go on tour, play for people who are stoked to see it, I'm, I'm on board. I don't care if it's in Boston or Wyoming or, or maybe Baghdad, you know, whoever you, wants uh, to pay our way there and back. We're, on, we're in. Are you guys going to bring back some women uh, from, from Wyoming? Delicious Wyoming. And uh, uh, I hadn't thought about it. I think space is going to be an issue uh, in our oh, right. Pontiac vibe and Dodge Neon, uh, respectively. Touring, that's the funny thing. Touring is so glamorous. Like people out there <laughs> oh, in the yeah. world, you know, and the, who are not among the legion of musicians, like they imagine all of us in Lair Jets, you know, with uh, with like Flava Flaves, the pilot, and, <laughs> you know, the piles of cocaine and the cases of, of booze. We're, and we're, we're taking those. But, you know, in reality, it's a neon and a vibe yeah. that you're, that you're touring in. I, you know what? I think you just gave us a song title right there. The neon and the vibe. That <laughs> uh, sounds. It's got a very dirgey feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. You could be kind of like a cashmere kind of thing. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm thinking more like a neon and the vibe went off onto the future. I don't know. <laughs> it really needs to work. <laughs> went in off onto it's, the future. It did right on top of it. Uh, the future is future is another car. Just happened. Yep. Live on our radio. No taking it back. Just like uh, just like Ashley Simpson. Man. It's like well, this just like just like Adolf Hitler's very first speech. It's now out there into the ether. Some alien civilization. Oh God, I'm millions sorry. Millions of years from now, our worm overlords out in the Alpha Centauri. Um, I know you expected more. On Caplutus. Yeah. Do you remember that planet? That's from the Brady Bunch. That was the that was the the planet. The alien planet. A little before from, my time. Yeah. Sorry. Well, you you can pretty well find those in syndication. I'm I'm pretty sure the the Brady Bunch right. reruns are readily available. Our worm overlords know more about Caplutus than we do. That's 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 also true. So right. let's let's have some music here. Enough enough of my yakking. Enough of, like just like Marty DeBergie. Enough of my yakking. What what do you guys know, you got, got for you us? You got a pretty pretty nice uh, honey starchy beautiful uh, radio voice, man. I'm, it's, it's captivating. Well, I'm that, doing that's it. that's very nice of you to say. Mm-hmm. But I will. But I don't want to give people too much because you know you can't have Christmas every day because then Christmas is every day. <laughs> right, right. Cake for three meals, not so much. Besides, then I'm taking away from what you guys are about to do. Tell us what you're about to play for us tonight. This is a song called "The Chemical Exchange." Uh, this is one of our older songs. It's a cl- crowd pleaser. Uh, it started off acoustic, and I ha- we haven't played it acoustic for a very long time, so uh, hopefully we do it justice. Ready?
some kids on the chemical exchange We can't play that for someone shown up on a of our crimes It's in our lives to share all our mistakes Hey, hey, hey! Countless thousands. Yeah. Man, you guys are making me tired just watching you. <laughs> well, my uh, wrist agrees with you. Yeah, do you, uh, do you do like wrist exercises to prep for that kind of uh, like assault? I do boxing. I punch people in the face and they're like, yeah. oh man, punched in the face. And then that works out the, the muscles. Yeah, the, uh, your, your style to me is kind of reminiscent of Pete, uh, Pete Townsend. He, Ooh, does, he does that. he does a lot of uh, you know very busy right hand you know fast strumming the pinball wizard kind of thing right that I like that style and I've developed that style because I could never do solos as I was developing as a guitarist I could never do let the wheelie wheelie wheels um, uh, until I want to say like six months ago I've started okay. working on that element but I've always been very like. What way rhythmically can I make this song the most interesting? Yeah, Anita Franco, I know, does oh, a lot of that kind yes. of thing. Where she's... Her, uh, she and Chris Whitley were my two biggest okay. inspirations when I was, uh, when I was, you know, bandless yeah. and angry. So let's let's talk about other influences, and this can go for you too, John, as well. Like, um, you know, when I listen to this music you guys have made here, you know, I mean, one thing I love about what you do is there, there's a time signature change in there. You switch from four to three a little bit, and then kind of back again, which I, I think it's really cool um, when bands do that because it gets your uh, attention. Yeah, well, it's it's just uh, it's kind of unique 
you know, not a lot of bands um, would think to switch back and forth between, you know, in, in the middle of one song. So, you know, what kind of influences do you guys have that you that you got that from? You know, like what was there a specific band? Like, did you have a Rush phase? Did you have a Steely Dan phase? Like, what did you guys um, listen to? God, I, um, th- well, this this song this song is a, is a holdover from when I was playing solo. Um, you mean the one we just heard? Yes, the one okay. we, the one we just played. Um, and I don't honestly, I don't remember what I was. I mean, I was listening to a lot of Ted Leo at the time, a lot of Andy DeFranco. Um, but in terms of like the technical aspect of time signatures changes, I, I can't think of anyone jumping out of me right now. Okay, fascinating interview subject. I know. Right. And you know, does when you um, when you write, do you guys write together? Do you present songs to them? We and usually then you arrange things together, or like we'll go into a practice and we'll just like the first twenty minutes is just for us to mess around and try to and you know try to entertain ourselves with some sort of jam because. John's a John's a jammer. Davey's a jammer. I mean, he he's he's got some really deep roots in improv, um, so he's always ready to just go to wherever territory. And I I have to follow along as as best I can because right. uh, my improvisational skills are still well, and developing. The, and the thing about this album is that the vast majority of the songs were completely written before before John uh, got before here, I even yeah. joined. So. In fact, I think the only song on there that was written after I joined is a pirate shanty. Pirate, the pirate shanty started it off, um, but there's there's definitely a couple on there. But generally, how it goes is I'll have an idea somewhere, like a guitar line um, or a vocal thing that I want to do, and I'll just I'll, I'll work on that, you know, for a week and just try to play it and sing it by myself as best I can. And then I'll take it into the guys and say, well, what do you guys think of this? And, you know, whatever the first instinct is, I'll come in, you know, I don't like that. And they'll go, well, you should try this. And it's, it's organic after that point. Um, That's been happening a lot. But also I think there's like four or five like song gems that have been coming out of just jamming. Right. We've got. Yeah. Which. Do you, you record know, your rehearsals? We do. Well, okay. we record. We'll. We'll, you know, in a panic, be like, oh, my God, this one's amazing. You know, I had not, an idea we had a while back was uh, John David versus the Space Nazis, <laughs> which I'm very excited to eventually develop and put on our, our our next album. But, I mean, that was like, we jammed on that one for 25 minutes, you know, and just listening to the recording back, you can figure out what works, what doesn't, um, and, you know, go from there. But it, it recording the the rehearsals has turned into a gold mine of yeah, yeah. I I find you know personally from my own experience that's that's a really really it's it's very fertile territory because the first time you show a band something or the first time you play through something you you don't know what you're doing and therefore you have these happy accidents that become integral part of a song right, right. That, you know oh, oh, oh let's do it again I can say more than once you know I I, I was pretty religious about recording rehearsals uh, in the bands that I've had. And more than once, I can remember going back and having, it was usually a guitar part, but sometimes it was another part too, where um, my guitar players, you know, they were, you know, Tyler, Mike, the different guys I've had, have been very, very blessed in terms of the guitar players I've had over the years. Great guys and incredible guitar players with great tone. And there's not much more you could ask for. Um, and, but they would, they would rip something off the cuff in a rehearsal. The, like the first time they played it was like the most brilliant thing that they would ever play <laughs> right. on that particular song. And I've actually given them dubs of rehearsal tapes when we went in to actually record the song. And so I would just say flat out, do this, learn this, yeah, go back and learn what you did because this is brilliant. And then, and you know, and then we'd get, 
ninety percent of what they did. And you know, and then maybe if there was a flood lick here or there, we'd polish it up. But you know, you still then it's like it's almost like you create an uh, an effigy of this awesome moment <laughs> that's almost as good. But tribute but, to the greatest song in the world. Yeah, right. that's exactly yeah. it. Go in the, go now, Kyle. Go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm kind of the opposite, though. I, I'm more of a sculptor. Like, I'll, in, uh, it's why I have no uh, real huge natural talent for improvisation or, you know, speaking off the cuff or whatever. Um, but if I sit down and stare at a piece of music for, for a couple days, a couple weeks, and I'll just keep doing it and hacking away at it until, and just keep running over and over until I run into something that I, that I like better. And I'm like, all right, well, let's tailor that. And it, it's, a, it's a much yeah. slower process for me. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm, I, you know, come from creative writing, and creative yeah, writing, yeah. you sit down, you stare at your computer, you know, you eat your funyuns, and you know, dark side of the moon, and then you try to get out what what's in there, and there's a lot of backspacing, backspacing, going right. around. This is better. This is better. So yeah, there's an interesting. I, I, I've invented this continuum. I call it the like the Ramon Steely Dan continuum. <laughs> oh and, God! <laughs> and that really needs no further explanation. No, that's right that's perfect. Because uh-huh. on oh, one man. side, you know, you have the Ramones, like about as raw as it gets. I right. Mean, there's probably a more raw band out there, but they're the one that everyone knows. Right. You know, um, and then on the other side, there's Steely Dan, which is infuriatingly designed. You know, like. Right, uh, take 50, measure one. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> that kind of thing. And and I'm not really ripping on either one when I say this. Each one exists unto themselves, and that's fine. And they've both gotten great success. And from they've this. both gotten great success from yeah. this. But like bands exist somewhere on that continuum, or like right. members of a band exist somewhere on that continuum. And I, you know, and and as I like going talking to every band and finding out where they are, because like you approach this music from the perspective of the writer. And it's easier, you know, I know exactly what you're talking about when you're talking before about when those guys would jam, the bass and drummer, they right. want to jam. But you are interested in sculpting and arranging a song and like right. adding, skipping a beat here or bringing back a pre-chorus there or doing a key change there. Mm-hmm. So what gets you off about this might not be the same as what gets them off about it, but yet you still make this cool music. Right. Like the, the end of product is the result of all these things together. Right, the, the whole is greater than the... The sum of the parts, or whatever the phrase is. That's exactly what you I was know? getting at. They, so let's. Uh, Dave, in, Dave will come in with something off the cuff and amazing, and John will, John will just instinctively drop something that like, whoa, hang on a minute, I got to take that and develop it, you know, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. So what? Do, I, I, this is a little bit of inside baseball, but what do you record on? What's your medium these days? I'm curious. Jonathan. Uh, you know what I've been using for rehearsals is the Zoom H3. It's like a little hardware recorder. Right. Yeah. It's it's it's. I've been just using it in the audio only mode, but. It it works good enough to capture the sound um, and to get a pretty accurate idea of what we're doing. And the great thing about it is it's super portable, extremely easy to set up. There's no there's none of the like hold on let me get the equipment to work right time yeah. or like I gotta wait for the computer to boot. So um, to get ideas down, that's been great. Any kind of handheld field recorder, I'm a big yeah. fan of. It's for that so purpose. easy now. Absolutely. You know, I remember as as a writer. I carried a micro cassette recorder around oh, with yeah, me yeah. everywhere oh, tape, I went. Yeah. My, not even cassette, micro, micro cassette. cassette. Micro, yeah, that exactly. Fit into a the, the same little cassette that fit in your old answering machine. Right. <laughs> Kids these days, they got no, they got no respect for for technology. And I carried this thing around for probably a decade, everywhere I went, recording. You know, any any little idea I had, because for me that inspiration, the more I futzed around with it, 
the, like the, the farther away I got from the initial inspiration, like to me, I kind of lost that spark. So I would, I would always make sure it was very, very important to record the very initial spark. And then right. once I'd had that down, then I could go off on my flight of fancy and, right. and mess with it for days and then you know, add different versions of it on there. But I always, it was nice to have that original reference. So, but let's, uh, let's, let's get some more music. And we've talked a lot about inspiration and recording. And tell us what this next song is going to be. Oh, uh, what is, oh, this song, let's do, uh, uh, gosh, what do you want to do? A- ask Kickers Union? Yeah, sure. Alrighty. Uh, so what's this called? This is called the Ass Kickers Union. And this is uh, one for the kids. This, this is one this for, is, this is for young love is for, what yes. it's for. It's my sweet red-haired baby who's out there somewhere. Hi, this is for you and for anyone else who's ever uh, enjoyed the feeling of being new with this, you know, and uh, and excited. So. Home. 
and that. Mm-hmm. Once more with Feeling the Countless Thousands and their track. What's that track called again? It's called the Ass Kickers Union. The Ass Kickers Union. Mm-hmm. Like I said, one for the kids. One for the children, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the holiday season. Everything should be, you know, it's all about the children this time of year. Talking about doing it when you're old. Absolutely. Indeedy do. And so you guys, man, you guys are a high energy rock and we roll are. experience. I can only imagine what this sounds like amped up on about 120 decibels of volume. <laughs> it's louder. It's much louder. Uh, there's symbols, definitely. There's, there's, there's symbols. symbols. Yeah. There's a... a an unbelievable bassist who's throwing, throwing notes every which way. You know, you got to yeah. duck because they'll get you. Um, but yeah, it's just that we we want to impart to the we want to have the communal experience of awesomeness, and we want to share that with anybody who's interested. And by that you mean the audience, we not, not just the, the police who are busting we, your rehearsal. Although they they, uh, <laughs> they, have, they have they've shown entered up. into our right. space before. That's that's been awesome when you get the the sound guy at tapping gig, on the shoulder like, hey, gig. at the El Cid, right? We got the police called on us. Wow, at a they show. Came at a show. Into the show. Well, no, they 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 came into the show and talked no. to talked to the sound guy who came on stage and said, hey, can I can I talk to you for a second? I'm like, um, there's. People standing right there. I'm talking to them. Uh, you can come over here if you'd like, because he's trying to make that. Hey, give me a first. He wanted you to come off right, the side of so the he could share something with weird, me. Yeah. So I was just going to abandon our <laughs> legions of fans for uh, for any given moment. And they said, uh, "You got to turn it down, man. We got the cops called." I'm like, "All right, it's fine. You you didn't have to, you didn't." But then we immediately turned to go. The cops got called on us. They we're so awesome. Yeah. And then everybody cheers. And that's when you push everything to eleven. Right. 11, 11, 11, all the way up, all the way up. Mine goes to the end of a dial. There's actually no numbers on mine. Yeah, what? infinity, which is like way Ooh. more than 11. Right. But that's, so I hear. It's harder to, to quantify. I wouldn't trifle with Nigel, though. Let's just let's let's let well, him have his day. That's far his, that's beyond his logic. He really point. could be the element that's what's killing all those drummers. Yeah. We, I, we, no one knows, really. No one's gotten close enough to really, to really test that. That's true. That is most certainly true. And in terms of what you guys do, the style with the volume and the, and the, and the tempos, um, it seems like you've got a lot of a, like a punk influence, but yet you're also kind of refined. And like how... Fancy punks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Highfalutin uh, punk rock. How, <laughs> how do these coexist in your world? Because like I said, you've got this aggressive like attack mode kind of band sound. But yet the lyrics, I mean, it's kind of like, I don't want to say like they might be giants like oh, when they're angry. I would angrier, take that as a high compliment if you or, would. But like, because you've got kind of like that aspect of your lyrics are a little bit funny. They're a little bit tongue in cheek, but yet right. you don't get that, you don't get that with the punk feel a lot. So it was this on I, purpose. How do you make them coexist peacefully? I, honestly, I just, when, it reminds me of... Okay, let me. <clears throat> uh, what I'm trying to do is reach a point where my music will be compared to the work of Edgar Wright, the director. Shaun of the Dead is my very favorite film outside of Silence of the Lambs, but for different reasons. Hey, Mike, I think your music is um, kind of like Edgar Wright, the director. <laughs> wow, now we need we've someone. We've reached the point, okay. Okay, we've reached it. All right, well, I can die now. No, it's just when you're watching Shaun of the Dead, when you're watching another thing, that they they take they're, they're ha- you can tell they're having so much fun <laughs> and they're loving it intensely, but they never they never wink at the audience. You know that they take yeah. it super seriously, but they let their dedication to their own, to their enthusiasm, um, and you know their 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 nerd worship of yeah. everything awesome. They let that translate the humor and the energy yeah. of the pieces and that kind of thing. Um, it's just. It, it, the, the the crucial element you're trying to find uh, is is our nerdiness 
Because for me, punk rock was something that I didn't actually have access to until I went to, you know, high school and college. Because growing up, um, I was super nerdy. You know, Star Wars was awesome. Uh, my uh, album collection was limited what? to... I'm sorry. Still is. Still is. Uh, although I'm more, of a, I'm more of a Trekkie these days. Yeah. I like the political intrigue of the Star Trek. Uh, also, let's face it, George, George Lucas really did rape our childhood with the rest of those films. But anywho, um, no, it's just uh, all my friends were cool in punk rock. And I was, you know, I still had, you know, Pinky in the Brain shirts. And uh, so punk was always this thing that was that was alien to me. So when I started actually buying the albums and, and, and playing the music and, and, and living that sort of thing, going to shows, that made it that much more like awesome because it for so long had been forbidden by my friends that I do it because if I liked it, that made it not cool. You know, so uh, just coming from that perspective of everything is awesome. There's always a reason to like something. Um, and it, once you find those reasons, you got to just, you know, just jump into it. Did you have like a come to Jesus moment with punk where you figured oh, out boy. that they really that See, that's the thing. Like the essence of punk, those were the outsiders. Those were the geeks of their time. And they just got enough critical mass to become its own thing and then right. transcend the fact that people thought they were uncool to actually be cool. Uh, the critical moment. The critical moment, I, I suppose, was uh, when I purchased uh, Hang Ups by Goldfinger. Okay. Oh, such a good album. But, I mean, it had equal measure punk. It had equal measure ska. There was, um, like, a people who had, had uh, singing voices a little bit more closely to what I had because I come from musical theater as well as uh, as um, creative writing. So, th- Do you, you know, watch Glee? God, no. I'm sorry. I have dignity, sir. I'll thank you very much. Okay. We'll let that one go. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, no, no. Nugly. Nugly. Uh, although I am told there is a project that Tim Armstrong is putting out, which is uh, glee, glee Punk Rock. I mean, I'm sure I'd be murdered in my sleep if anyone heard me say Glee Punk Rock in, refer- in reference to what Tim's trying to do. But Tim Armstrong from Rancid, uh, fellow Armstrong, uh, uh, making we have uh, a clan yeah and okay. a coat of arms strength invectus manio Str- strength. is our uh is our little uh that's pretty awesome phrase neil and it means it means uh we remain unvanquished is what it means okay uh, my i think my name means like royal shoemaker well that's not what armstrong means that's what okay. our little oh, uh, phrase in, means okay no <laughs> armstrong pretty much means armstrong okay like you have an arm and it's yeah well there's a whole story you can there's a castle there's a coat of arms there's a whole legend uh, that goes back to the name so tim and i share that along with billy joe louis neil neil um there are there are legion armstrongs out there in the world god we need to prepare ourselves you know one you're gonna you're gonna rise up against one point i'm telling you after you know what i know how to make beer after the apocalypse i'm going to be a king (laughs) you people mark my words whatever i got the weapons you will bow before me for your daily allotment of ale uh you know what because i'm kind of partial to rum so i think this is untested virtue until the zombies rise my grandfather was a moonshiner so it runs in the family (laughs) wow okay yeah no my family are cops yeah, all cops. <laughs> oh, no. So we've got the weapons. Yeah, buddy. Well, so <laughs> well, and the sure. mustaches, right? <laughs> and then yeah, mustache. I mean, I, I don't have a mustache. Well, you our, don't, our but... generation. Can we just say once for all, our generation shouldn't have a stash. There's there, there's a there's a dishonesty. It's, it was a '70s thing, and it was amazing. 
in the 70s. And now it's just, hey, look it. I'm like John Denver back then. Isn't that just, isn't that just great? <laughs> okay, great. And I just, and I weep because I, I, I just can't, I can't support this. And dad. ye of wicked sideburns. We, yes, no, see, my pointies are a different like matter. A mustache. Right. See, I got pointy burns. I'm actually the, I, I've only ever seen two other people in my travels on this earth with similar pointy stat, point, pointy burns or pointies. We'll have I to put them. a picture of this on Please the do. Independence Day site. Please do. Get you a nice close up. Because they're not, they're not pork chops. No, they're not chops. They're, they're pointies. And they're they're. Did they're you wonderful. invent that name, or did you know that that's what I, they no, were called? No, that's that's what I'm calling them. Okay, so you, you did so invent fantastic. that name. I did invent the name. Okay, let's let's see how they work on another song. Right, uh, I will actually need to rely pretty heavily on my uh, on my pointies for this one. Uh, this is for not calling me back. This is our trip that we, um, actually, this is an exclusive. We don't have this one recorded just yet. Very nice. Um, we, we, uh, we like exclusives. Right. This is a, this is a fun one. Uh, how you doing, John? One, two, one, two, three. From the right angle and a certain light Your makeup's precise Your words and your actions much less so And you're late, so we really should go To be heard and repeating ourselves seems to fill all the space where the silences would fall. So tell me about you. Our rich conversation just twists like a river, gets us both laughing and stalls. It drops like a stone in an amateur curling tournament. When I Come out 
okay. Countless thousands. Countless, yeah. countless, countless thousands here on Independence Day. Nice work. Man. Thank you. You, like I said, I said this before. You guys make me tired. <laughs> just, just looking at you, man. This Asking is actually like low energy. <laughs> this is, yeah. This is, is this is reserved. Look, I haven't broken get. a sweat. This is not. Yeah, well, uh, I'm actually seeing my sweat evaporate and float right. off me. In front, I remember of my uh, at one point in my musical uh, formative years, listening or reading some article in maybe Rolling Stone about how there's a whole generation of uh, musicians inspired by like balding paunchy middle-aged uh white british guys <laughs> right and like that's kind of my bread and butter like all my stuff is kind of mid-tempo right um and it's just i'm i've I'm resigned to that I'm, I'm i've accepted that and that's just the way it is there's a place for all tempos it's just we have found that except for the final song we'll be playing for you tonight we're we're fast you know we we like fast yeah. and interesting and complex and yeah, keeps yeah. us interested hey, you guys have definitely staked out that territory <laughs> <laughs> right we do have a flag yeah yeah so let's you know we're actually just about out of time so maybe that other tune will get in a, like a web exclusive you guys are willing to sure, stick around sure. for a Absolutely, few minutes yeah. after the show because we're just about wrapped up here um but one more thing is one last thing i want to talk about which is uh, well, I guess two. You guys, we're gonna do. Are you gonna do a, like a, a giveaway of some kind? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anybody who wants to sign up for our ailing, uh, our mailing list, uh, our ailing ailing list, list yes, <laughs> ailing list. You will be enfeebled. You have to be sixty-five or over <laughs> to sign up for that one. But the <laughs> well, ailing list is was, for everyone. Uh, I, was, I was thinking more like India Pale Ailing List, which ooh, is a whole different. Oh, right. Well, you were talking about beer okay. earlier. Not, not yes. Bad. No, no, no. We we we're concerned with hurting people and and, and enfeebling them entirely. Okay. Through the majesty of rock. Uh, no, please uh, email us at countlessthousands at gmail.com. Put in the uh, subject line loyalist, and uh, we'll uh, email us some free music. You know, uh, depending on how long, uh, I mean, we got this up online. I mean, it is going out into space. It is. Uh, but uh, so yeah, those just warm overload. Yeah, just it, write us, say hi. I would love to. I would love to write back. Say you know, we'll. I'll have a lot of time since I'll be driving in a car. You're an enthusiastic guy. You know, you could develop an internet rapport. Yes. with your fans. And uh, I can't claim this phrase uh, because it was said by the Lucky Stars, which are one of the greatest modern lyricists. Uh, but uh, I do have a wayward way with words. Yeah. So uh, you know. Say Say hi. I'll I'll make it worth your while. We'll we'll send you something something free, something delicious. And like they'll they'll show up like carolers on your front yard and play these songs acoustically at these tempos. Right. Uh, we we did have yeah that was uh, Spotify. No, Porchify. All right. That's yeah. what we're that's what we're doing. That's the future of music. We will want to be fed though. Beer to peer, beer to beer. Call it what you want. Yeah, and then and then porch to porch, and please have food ready. Indeed. So and an eggnog. <laughs> it is the holiday season. The holiday season is upon us. We haven't touched upon that even one bit. So. I would prefer not to touch upon eggnog at all. That stuff is crap. It I we, I don't know. If like we just like, look, right. I, I'm sorry, man. It's mustaches and eggnog. That's right. Just, that, those are the two. <laughs> God things. help you if you they get happen eggnog to both come on up. your mustache. Have you right. Have you seen the movie Amelie? I've seen it. It's so wonderful. Like I think about like you know everyone's dislikes. Yeah. Like I dislike washing colanders. And you dislike. Yeah, oh, that sucks. You're right. Especially if the spaghetti is, stuff gets stuck. You in dislike noise. mustaches and eggnog. And eggnog, yeah. So um, with, and with injustice. I've also got a. I got a. There's actually a very close correlation between all right. three. Right. I'm pretty sure if you brew uh, injustice for a while and then add milk. And you Hitler had that funny little mustache. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but and little known yes. fact, his thermos was always full of eggnog. The, the, <laughs> well, that's what I was getting at. The question remains. What was he drinking? Did Hitler like eggnog? 
Well, actually, when, uh, I hear he invented it. <laughs> I, I would be very surprised to find out that that was the case. We'll get one of our interns on it. How about that? Right. Our you hellbound know, one, one, Google that. One last thing. We're actually running short on time here. Uh, my last question for you guys. How we are actually, it's, not more, it's more of a statement than a question. We learned about you because of our uh, our faculty advisor, the, the lovely, yes. the intelligent, the wonderful Sarah, Sarah Barker. Barker. Thank Shout you out to so Sarah. much, Sarah. You are a miracle in this earth. And how did you, how did she stumble across you or vice versa? Give me that, a quick version of that uh, story. A quick version is like any good connection, it was made at a live show. We were playing a show at the Tiki Bar in Costa Mesa, which is an awesome place. I forget the name of the gentleman who books for there, but please book us more. We like your bar. Um, and go see shows there. It's awesome. They have a lobster uh, a machine where you put in a dollar bill and you try to catch a lobster, uh, and it, it's fantastic. If you catch like a, a lobster, real lobster. Like a real lobster. live lobster. You catch the lobster for a, for a dollar, they'll cook it for you. But it's, Talk it, about injustice. Well, it's... They're tasty. Sucks for the lobster, it man. It does, but what are they, what are they going to do? You at know, least they, they have can... a chance to try to avoid yeah. coming at yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, lobsters. Uh, anyways, we're playing the show, right. and uh, I, I like to go out into the audience after the fact and, and pass out CDs or, or whatever it is. And uh, she said, oh, you guys were fantastic. And I said, thank you very much. I agree. And um, I said, please, you know, sign up for the mailing list. And, and she said, I run... The Pasadena City College Fantastic Radio Program Happiness Hour. Uh, and we were very excited. Do we have a happiness hour? This is the happiness hour, bud. This is it right now. We are living it. I have a feeling that everywhere you go is the happiness hour. <laughs> is that the I, case? You know what? It will be now. Uh, I'm sure my some of my close friends and, and my girlfriend are all going to say, not always. You hate the killers and do mustaches you, and eggnog and injustice. Do you have a sibling who's like the most dour... <laughs> Like no, laid back no, person in the entire Dave, universe. It seems like Dave is our laid back. D- Dave is our foil. I mean, we, he's your he's your uh, your he, bass player. Who he's is the not reference here. point. He, yes, he's the he's the the fellow who's not here. Although he would have said maybe five percent more than you have heard in this broadcast. Um, he would have contributed a couple sentences. He's a very smart guy, very funny, uh, but he, he chooses his words very w- wisely. And when he plays, he didn't move around all that much. So it, it gives you a reference point, like John Entwistle and the Who. You know, he had to stand still so you could see Pete Townsend and, and Roger Daltrey and all them right. flying off in every other direction. But very, it, it works. It, it's a temper temperament set that works very well. And as an asterisk, uh, John Entwistle, as far as I'm concerned, had the most glorious rock and roll death of all time. Uh, remind me, please. Uh, the night before the tour was supposed to begin, they were in. He was in a hot tub with two scantily clad young ladies, uh, and died. God. Bless you, John Entwistle. You've set the bar. Yeah, Holy you can't. Crap. You can't. You just, just you can't compete with Entwistle. Just that. That's it. That that is it. That's the rock and Johnny, roll way he, to die. I mean, you've got is. you know you've got your your uh, less than stellar ways. The Bon Scotts, the Jimi Hendrixes, the <laughs> Keith Moons of the world, oh, okay. and then there's Entwistle, who who did it right. Right. Well, we can only uh, we can only hope for that, or maybe in your sleep in your nineties. So yes, you know, past that. <laughs> so that's he, a good one too. Here, here's to you, sir, and here's to Sarah that's, Barker that's awesome. as well. Thank so you, thank Sarah. you very thank much, you so much, Sarah. You've been uh, 
you know, we're wrapping up this year, you know, this season of uh, In-Depth Day, Independence Day, and she's been so wonderful to us to host us here on the station, yeah. uh, as has everybody else here. We've got Victor, we've got Valentino. We've yes, got, uh, all you handsome men the, behind uh, that two-way glass. We've got the uh, <laughs> the elusive Will Beeston, who's out there somewhere doing whatever it is that he In does. So and thanks to all you guys. And, and thank girls. you to the listeners. Thank you for, for giving us a reason to, to say things. Indeed, our legion of fans. Thank you so much. So countless thousands, I can't thank you guys enough. Speaking of thank yous, we've run out of time. Thank you for coming in, sharing thank your you, music with us. Joseph, thank you so thank much. Thank you for sharing your verbosity with us Great and time. your spirit and your happiness that you carry around with this music because it really is genuine and that's a beautiful thing. Enthusiastic you know, the rock world, music. The world needs more you know, more happiness, I think. That's what we're trying to do. Spread the love, man. That's it. Absolutely. So uh, thanks again to Countless Thousands, also to the Independence Day staff, Dale Tanksley and Wayne Topinski, also to Valentina Rivera and engineers Victor Cornejo and Matt Brown from Lancer Radio with a little help from super intern Josh Irvine. Woo! For Independence Day, I'm Joe Armstrong. Please be good to one another.